It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now on today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for listening to the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and if it's Thursday, it's Thankful Thursday here. So thank you so much for staying uh, tuned in to the TogiNet Radio. And I just wanted to let you know that we have rock stars here every week. So if you've missed anything, just head over to our podcast at toginet.com forward slash shows. S-H-O-W-S forward slash The Lisa Lewis Show. And you can catch up on everything fabulous that is going on with all of the movers and influencers across the planet. Well, today uh, we do not disappoint. We have the wonderful, phenomenal rock star who is an actress in our own right. Also um, an entrepreneur and an author. Her name is Fidel Barber. Thank you so much for being with us today, Fidel. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. And it's a pleasure to be here as well. Great. Uh, you know, I'm super excited uh, about all of, uh, of the, you know, of my interviews that I do, but particularly yours, because you are a woman entrepreneur, such as myself, and you live in like the best city on earth, in my opinion, the Big <laughs> Apple. I'll have to second that. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about Fidel Barber, if you will. Sure. Um, well, I uh, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, um, the oldest of 12 children. So definitely anyone there with kids, you know, just multiply that by 12 is my household that I grew up in. And it was definitely amazing to share uh, growing up like that. But um, being the oldest and definitely having big wings, I always wanted to get out into the big world. Um, So did that at a young age and moved out to California with the dream of being in the fashion design industry. And, uh, you know, they say uh, man plans and God laughs. Um, I I think that was a pretty big joke because none of my plans worked out, but everything worked out, you know, and sometimes you have a specific goal in mind, but sometimes you have to release that goal for an even bigger one. And um, I was fortunate to learn that early on um, in my life. And so when I got to California, I um, had everything planned out to go to school for fashion design, but I could not find anything in the industry to get a job. So I was pretty desperate, went out there and pretty much took any interview that I could, which landed me in the financial industry. And, um, you know, a lot of struggles and that's a whole long story of how that happened. But, you know, fast forward to today, um, I moved back to New York, um, opened a bunch of offices within my industry, and now have two beautiful children um, and living back in New York, which is my favorite city in the world, too. So um, it's definitely been a journey. Um, You know, it's, it's a great thing to be able to look back and 
um, you know, know that the, the future ahead of you is even greater, but know that you've made so much progress from where you came from. So that's, that's in a short answer to your question. <laughs> Very good, Fridell. If you could walk us through a day in a life of Fridell in New York City, what would that be like? Because I always, you know, I'm coming there next year, so um, I, I, I look forward to connecting with you um, in mm-hmm. August. Yeah. It, but walk us through a day in life being in New York, mm-hmm. if you will. Well, New York, yeah, New York's a very different city. Um, you know, it's it's energetic. You know, people that come to New York um, you, you feel this energy around you. And I believe that the energy is created from the people. And so one of the things that you, you see about New Yorkers is they're, they're tough skinned, um, due to the fact that every, everything's moving very fast. Um, you know, we, we don't live in a 24, seven, 365 day sunshine, right? We got seasons, we have ups, we have downs, we have you know, uh, um, challenges just like everyone else, but it's really the type of thing where, um, you know, that tough skin creates this uh, environment that everything is moving no matter what. And um, I, I can say definitely that my entire life of, uh, well, I, I've lived in California for a while too, but um, ever since I've lived here, um, I've always felt that energy every single day of my life, except probably there's been three days in my life where I didn't, which was surrounding September 11th, um, where literally that energy just died. Um, but outside of those three days of when it happened, um, I could say that it's just a, a magnetic energy. So I, I think that being a part of that really enables you to have that within your life. So what's a day like in my life? Well, now it's, you know, managing several businesses, managing a team of, of 800 um, all across the country, um, you know, obviously leading a family. Um, and so it's, it's full. And I personally love that type of life um, mm-hmm. where you're constantly moving, constantly having a fullness as opposed to, you know, an emptiness. Sometimes people go through their life where it's, it's kind of empty and maybe they, they might have more leisure time. But for me, um, I love every aspect of my life. Um, and, you know, being able to do it in New York City is, is amazing. Sometimes I hear from people, you know, oh, I'm going to move to such and such place because it's, it's, you know, less expensive. It's maybe easier weather. Um, but I just believe that, you know, if you want to live somewhere that you love, you find a platform to be able to enable you to afford um, living in that place and handling its ups and downs. And, um, and that's certainly what, what I've done for myself. Um, so I definitely love living here. I love everything about, um, you know, it's it's not perfect, right? We got dirt in the street, we have cold weather, but it's great for what it is. And of course you make the best of of every situation. So definitely Mm -hmm. full days. Um, I get up early. I'm not one to, I, I don't really love sleep too much, um, and busy all the way to the night. Oh, wow. That is fabulous. So, um, to that, to that point, because today's topic is winning in business and life. And if you had to say something towards, you know, um, that, what would you say winning is in business and in life for Dell? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think winning is, fulfillment. 
Um, and that, that could be different for everyone. Um, but I think there's some elements of that, that are, that, that pretty much apply to most people. Um, you know, one of them is being able to have, uh, some sort of significance, right? So either that can come from knowing that you made an impact in someone's life or in the world. Um, you know, knowing that you're appreciated, knowing that, you know, you're recognized for doing something right. Um, and feeling like you, you made something significant of your life and who you are. Um, I think that that's one element of, of winning that, that can apply to really, you know, anything, you know, whether, and you can look at someone in sports, you can look at someone in, in entertainment and you can look at someone in business or even someone that is working as an employee at a corporation when they know that they've made an impact in that there's a level of significance and, and that's winning in their right. Um, I think the other element in winning is money, you know, bottom line, there's a lot of stigmas around money, whether some people say money doesn't grow on trees, money doesn't create happiness. Um, I believe that having money brings out your true character and, you know, uh, um, what, if if you're someone that's a good person, more money makes you better. Right. And if you're someone that's Mm -hmm. not a good character, more money makes you worse. And so, um, money is a is a huge measurement of winning and success because ultimately everything costs money. And even if let's just say your goal is a charitable goal, you still need money to do that, right? If your goal is to help exactly. your family, you need money to do that. So I believe that that's a, a big part of, of success and winning. Um, and then it's also, you know, doing something that you're passionate about, doing something that you love. Uh, they say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I, and I truly believe that. Um, but I also, in my experience of what's happened to me throughout my career and how I switched what I thought I loved to do, um, you, you can't be so tied to the plan, right? So sometimes you have this organized plan or something that you feel passionate about, but that doesn't mean that that might be the way you're going to earn your money. So in my example, I was, I'm very passionate about design, being creative. I love thinking outside the box, but I thought that I would use that in the, the design industry. Well, it, it came out that I just went with, you know, where my life took me and that the opportunities that came in front of me, I really took advantage of them. And what ended up happening is I still use those things that I'm passionate about, but it ended up being in a different industry. So sometimes people think, well, if you're creative, that wouldn't put you in the financial industry, which is the industry I am. But it's, that's not necessarily true. I use my creativity to be able to advise people in a way that is thought outside of the box, right? To be able to coach people um, that come from other industries to get into the financial industry, doing it in, in a unique way. And so sometimes your skills or your passion for something um, it, it's a very important element to success and winning, but don't get boxed into what you think you're going to apply it for. Be fluid in the sense that it could be other things. And, and then you got to stick to what it is that you're doing, because ultimately the, the longevity of something is very important. But I would say those are three elements that really could apply to, to almost mm-hmm. anything is, you know, being able to, to have that passion, to be able to make money. Um, with, with what it is that you're doing and also have a level of significance. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I know the saying is, uh, you know, and I'm learning to live by this as well, Fredell, and I want to get your input on that when we come back from this short break that's coming up. But I tell people to be uh, more into the process of what you're doing instead of the outcome, because you know, you can't necessarily, um, you know, um, uh, guarantee an outcome, if you will. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, after the break, we will uh, talk more about winning in business and in life with the phenomenal rock star, Fidel Barber, who happens to live in like the best city in the world, (laughs) New York Mm -hmm. City. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Day. Day. 
Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and if it's Thankful Thursday, then we're on the air here with Tokinet Radio. Well, today we have another phenomenal guest. She, Her name is Fidel Barber, and she is a young individual with an intense ambition and huge vision. Um, she grew up middle class as a Jewish Hasidic family, and the oldest of 12 children. She has always had a big personality that she takes very seriously. And when you meet Fidel, your first impression is of a well-composed CEO, but one who may be on the more timid side. But one handshake and a brief conversation later, you are immediately aware that you're sitting in the presence of a powerhouse. So thank you so much, Fidel, for being with us today. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Great being here. Yes, absolutely. So today's topic is we're talking about winning in business and life. And you have to- told us a little bit about, you know, what you're doing these days, uh, how you are over a business that has 800, over 800 employees spread throughout the world. Also, you live in Brooklyn, you have two small babies, and you're married and you're thriving in um, New York City, uh, which happens to be one of my favorite cities in the world. And and we both can agree on that. So now I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit, you know, with the holidays coming up, I wanted to get your take on the importance of saving money. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, when the, when you look at money and um, obviously people's thoughts around money, um, there's a lot of books about money um, and, and money is a very general topic, right? You have books about money saving, you have investing, you have debt, you have money management. So there's all these different areas. But ultimately, when you look at what money does for you as an individual family or business, um, it ultimately gives you a lifestyle, right? It gives you a way that you're able to live your life. And in that is many things. Um, When it comes, you know, many things, it could be physical things, right? It could be cars, homes, you know, jewelry, whatever it is that someone likes, right, travel, right. Um, private, but, private but school also, for your children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, but it also could be leverage. And w- the word leverage is very powerful. And, and all, you know, rich people, when you think about what, how they have gotten to where they are, typically they're leveraging something. It could be leveraging information. It could be leveraging time, right? Someone else's time. Um, it could be leveraging mentorship from someone. Um, and many times it's also leveraging money. Think, think of simply when someone goes to buy a home, most people will take out a mortgage, right? Where right. they're paying a bank or a lender an interest rate to be able to purchase a home, which they can't pay in cash at that moment. Um, but they're leveraging the lender's money for you know, 20, 30 years so that they can be able to have that home. And, and be able to not just live in the home, but also earn um, in, uh, equity, right? To have, as the home increases in value, their asset is increasing in value, but it's still not just with their money. It's with someone else's money. So that's the, the concept of leverage. And so what, what typically happens is sometimes when people think about leverage in regards to money, you know, it could be misconstrued to purchasing things that is not necessarily affordable 
um, in response to leverage because ultimately, and, and this happens a lot in the holiday season, right? Because a lot of times we have a lot of things that we need to purchase at the same time, but from an affordability standpoint, it doesn't always work out. Um, and so what people tend to do is put things on a credit card um, and then, you know, that may tend to get them into debt. And so one of the things that I always recommend the, um, in, in seminars that I teach and the clients that I work with um, personally in terms of how to get them on track to their financial future is really not just making a budget, but making priorities. Um, sometimes, you know, we think, oh, we need to buy something right now versus maybe thinking of a more of a long-term solution. And so even as we go through the holidays, it's important to keep those things in mind. Um, what, it, what will end up being the thing that will get us to where the lifestyle that we want to have? So, for example, if someone, let's say, needs to buy a bunch of gifts, right? Um, mm-hmm. But they also know that they need to save for their retirement. Um, and what they put away now is going to have an effect in 20 or 30 years. Human nature tells us, oh, we have 20, 30 years. We can wait on that right? Versus the holidays is next month. Um, but if you actually do the numbers, it doesn't work out that way. Because the the not saving right now, let's just say for what you're saving for in 20, 30 years, when you factor in compound interest, and where and that's really where your money is making you money, not just you're making money. Um, it will it actually costs more money to not start right away than what it would cost you to, let's just say, miss out on a gift or miss out on something that's happening right now. So I always say, you know, have that long-term perspective as well as the short-term and find your balance between them, right? And different things are more more or less important to different people. So you need to figure out for yourself what's the most important and then save towards that. And the longer time you have, the, the easier it would be. Even something like buying gifts, right? If you thought about it from the beginning of this year and started saving, then you'd probably be able to have enough money saved up to, to purchase those gifts or to buy, you know, things that are on sale um, at the holiday time. Versus if you're just waking up now and saying, oh, I need all these things, um, but haven't planned for it, then, you know, sometimes it could get you into a little bit of a bind. So, Um, that's really where if you're not used to doing that, um, the coaching of, of someone who can help you, um, you know, like a financial advisor or sitting down with a a financial coach is very, uh, helpful to be able to help you guide you in those areas. If you don't feel that it's something that you can do on your own. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that came to mind, um, Fidel, you could leverage your time because you were talking about leveraging money. One could leverage their time. Mm-hmm. Like say, you know, if I was, you know, um, you know, a friend of yours and, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't afford a gift, then I would just say, oh, well, you know, um, then I would give you, you know, maybe a nice certificate and saying that I would take care of the baby. So you and your husband went out on the town, you know, maybe next year, right. maybe uh, for Valentine's or something like that. So you can become very strategic because time is more valuable in the long run to me than money because you can always make money, but we're all every day 
get up or running out of time. And so, right. um, yeah, so people can become creative or if you're good at baking and it actually tastes good, <laughs> then you could do that. Mm-hmm. You could do, you know, you could offer to maybe um, clean someone's home or, you know, if they, if you know that they are uh, always entertaining. So it's different things that mm-hmm. you can do and, and still Absolutely. come out, you know, on, uh, on the other side, <laughs> on the good side. Yeah. Uh, as far as totally uh, money agree with that. Yes. So I, mm-hmm. you know, another thing we were talking about, some people unfortunately think they can't live certain places. Like you have created a lifestyle, your husband and yourself to be able to afford living in New York. What would you say to someone who maybe is somewhere in a rut and they would want to move to a you know, spectacular place like New York or Beverly Hills, what would you say to to them? How could they leverage their money and time and craft, if you will, to be able to put themselves in a position where they can move to a fabulous place? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, I think everything is about choices, right? So if that, if you decide, okay, that is something that is a priority for me or something I really want to do, um, which in, in my case it was, you know, you need to make choices about the decisions that you're making now to enable you to do that. And, you know, some like to call it sacrifice, right? Like you're maybe giving something up to gain something else. Um, but for me, you know, when I thought about um, when I, when it came for time for me to make that decision, right, which, which was a turning point in my life where I had always thought I was going to do design and, suddenly uh, an opportunity landed in my lap to be able to build a business in the financial industry. So totally not what I had planned or ever imagined myself doing, but that's really where I I have to stop and think. And I, and I kind of went into the future, right? 10 years down the line, if I went down one track, what would my life look like? And if I went down this other track that I was just introduced to, which was being an entrepreneur in the financial industry, of being able to build a business of my own, what would my life look like? And so even though it wasn't something that I wanted to do, the life that I wanted to have, which included living in New York and having this, this type of lifestyle of all the things that I dreamed of, that took priority over the fact that, okay, I'm going to be a, a designer, um, you know, creating things. And so that was a decision that I made to be able to go after the life that I want. So there, there's, you know, you don't get something for nothing. Right. And so what I I would ask, I I would ask, you know, tell the listeners to ask themselves, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up to get what it is that you want, which is something better than what you have now. And so some, for some people that might be getting a second job so they can save money. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's someone inviting you to something and you're always saying no. And you say, yes, you know, it's, Sometimes it's little things where you get out there and you put yourself out there. Um, and, and, and the other part of it is also, you know, that really made a big impact for me was association. A lot of times we stay where we're, we are because mm-hmm. of who we associate with. So think yes. about it. The average person will grow up in a certain place, right? Be surrounded by certain people who are typically like them, right? So they'll end up staying there whether it's a location or a, a, a neighborhood or whatever that might be. Um, but that's where they'll end up and then they'll, they'll have kids and those kids will end up there too. And it kind of just continues um, until someone breaks that cycle. And the person that breaks that cycle usually goes out of their comfort zone 
changes their life by changing the, what they do, the way they think and who they associate with. And so for me, I did all those things, right? I, I changed the way I thought, number one, um, started personally developing, reading books, listening to audios like this one, um, right. you know, really changing who I listen to. So stop watching TV because that's mostly negative news. Stop, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, listening to the radio, but replace those things with things that would serve me, with, with things that would make me grow. Um, can you still hear me? If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the Dow here. I'm the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And if it is Thursday, it's Thankful Thursday, and I thank you for keeping the Dow here on TogiNet Radio. Well, today we have another phenomenal rock star. She is um, an entrepreneur. Uh, we want to talk to her a little bit about her acting roles, um, and also she gets to live in the greatest city, I think, on earth and that's new york city so welcome back fidel thank you great to be here thank you so much i know you have a very productive busy schedule so i feel so honored that you sketched out some time to be here with me and my listeners um now before the break we were talking about um you know just the importance of uh saving money um, also we want to talk about focus and discipline but i wanted you to finish up on the on what you were saying um, about people making choices and being able to um, afford the kind of lifestyle by making maybe sacrifices now in order to have what you want for the duration of your life. If you could absolutely, continue. yeah. So we were we were just talking about how you know making making a change in your life um, starts with changing how you think which is influenced by who you talk to and your associations and the things you do on a daily basis. And, you know, one of the things that um, we were mentioning earlier was that um, to, to do that, I replaced 
things like watching TV or listening to the radio or, um, you know, having just idle discussions to, I, I replace those things for reading personal development books, watching, um, you know, uh, educational and inspirational videos and, um, reading, you know, um, not, not just the reading and the listening, but also who I talk to as far as the associations that I have, because like most people will have the same associations throughout their life and that won't change where they go. Um, especially if you want to make a big change in your life to live in a place where you've always dreamed of or have something that you, you that is, would accomplish a certain goal that you have. So, um, one of the things that I did was I changed who I talked to. I started getting, uh, um, t- becoming friends with and getting mentored by and listening and making decisions, not based off of just the person that was, that I've been talking to my whole life, but people who were in the same place that I was trying to go. So for example, mm-hmm. on, on the money side, if you, if you're trying mm-hmm. to make a six figure income and you're trying to figure out how to do that, it would make more sense to listen to someone who's already making a six or multiple six-figure income rather than someone who's never even made that. You know, And sometimes I think we get so concerned human nature-wise about what people think. And you know, we, we might see something great and say, oh, well, let me ask my friend what they think about that. But is that person that you're asking already there, that, that their thought process should have an influence on your decision. And I think that that, for me, um, making a decision to only listen to people who are where I wanted to be um, uh-huh. was the biggest impact because it allowed me to move forward a lot quicker. Um, at the age of 21, with no business background, no experience in financial services or business in general, I was making a six-figure income with my own office, leading a team of 50 financial professionals. And it was not, and I say that not because it was anything great about me. Um, it was because of the fact that I took all these things and applied it to my life and was able to have a major change. So, and where I started from was, you know, not a great place, right? I was $30,000 in credit card debt. So sometimes people use that as, you know, the reason for why they're not succeeding. Um, you know, I, I wasn't someone that had this great experience, um, you know, with great knowledge or anything that that made it in particularly special. Um, it was just that, again, that decision that I made to really say, this is what I'm going for and this is how I'm going to actually do it. And, I, and, and then there was, you know, there was an aspect of luck, right? But I think that that's a very small part of it which was I, I got introduced and was given an opportunity to work on one of the greatest platforms in financial services. Um, and and I, I had this vehicle that once I made those decisions, I was able to take it and, and run with it. You know, So that's the last element is that you need a vehicle that if you are going to make the sacrifice, if you are going to change your association, what do you do with it? Right. And that's the mm-hmm. part that, you know, you have to seek it out. You have to look for it. And and then when you come across it, you have to jump on it. And so that that's really what I was able to do. And I think that um, it really played a big part in my success, um, um, along with all the other things that made a great hard work and, you know, mental toughness. And but it was as a result of that. And and I think that anybody can do that if they make a decision that they're going to go after what they want, um, even if it might seem very impossible compared to where they're at right now, um, if you take action on that and, and make some changes, then that would really have an effect. But if you stay in the same place that you're at, 
talk to the same people, watch the same TV shows, you know, not give up anything and sacrifice anything, then the expectations of this great life is very unreal. Then that's the real unrealistic part. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I know someone like that for, uh, I want to talk about how important it is to have mentors also, because you touched on that. And I believe Mm -hmm. it's so important. And I believe that one can outgrow mentors because I looked up to this person Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's older than me. He's like 20 something years older than me. And he had ran a business for 27 years when I met him Mm -hmm. and all of these great things. However, I, I noticed that where I wanted to go next for Dale, I don't, I didn't mm-hmm. believe he could take me there because he wasn't right. even doing it. And so I yep. wanted to get your advice about that. You know, you say, well, you know, you haven't made the, you know, this, but I'm like, but I plan to, I'm positioning myself mm-hmm. with experts. I'm positioning myself to yep. interview great people such as yourself, Fredell, and then positioning myself to do events around great people like, uh, you know, Kevin Harrington and just different people who are, are going to take in my opinion, like what you spoke about, take me to the next place, the next level where I want to go. So do do you feel that it's necessarily just because someone has done something for 30 or 40 years, do you feel that they can mentor people if they themselves aren't going higher? Mm -hmm. I I believe that the biggest uh, element in mentorship and leadership is personal example. Um, you know, and that's always what I try to be for the people that I'm leading on a daily basis is number one is a personal example, because when you're leading people, that's the only thing you really owe them, right, is, is a personal example of that success. Um, and and I, I definitely agree with you where in the fact that you just mentioned of your mentors can change along the way, because hopefully if you have someone that's mentoring you or guiding you that's going to cause you to grow. And, and if that person is not growing alongside you, then eventually you'll outgrow it, right? Because you're, you've grown to a certain degree. And now if that person hasn't grown, you need to find someone else that, like you said, is at the place where you want to be. Um, And, and, you know, it's, it's, you still appreciate the original person um, that, that guided you up until that point, but then you have to find the next person. When I got started in the business, um, the person that actually introduced me to the financial services industry, I kind of caught up to where she was at in the business within a month. So I had to very quickly seek other leadership and, you know, sort of reach above and, and associate with people who were making more money and had more success and had leadership skills that I needed to learn. And I did that really at every stage of my career up to this point and, and always continue to. Um, I was fortunate that some of the leadership I had also grew alongside with me. So I was able to maintain um, some of the same mentors along the way. And, and they've helped tremendously. Um, but, you, but you always want to look at, you know, that the person's lifestyle, their character, and, and where they're at in life. And, you know, mm-hmm. you never want to take advice from someone who's not in line with your, your ethics, your morals, and then also um, the place they're, they're at in life. And sometimes it could be for different things, right? You might have someone that, you know, if you're seeking some leadership and faith that on, on that level, they might be where you're, where you want to go. So that's the advice you take from them, but that doesn't mean you take money advice from that person, right? Right. And vice versa, you have someone that financially they're where you're at, where um, they're financially, they're where you want to go, 
Um, and so you take money and business advice from that person, but maybe not faith advice. And the same thing goes for family. You know, if you want a certain type of family life, then take advice from someone who has the ideal family that you're looking for. So just be very careful of the advice that you get from people, um, because ultimately you want to have a balanced life of, of all you know, success in all areas of life. Um, and so that you, you need to seek mentors in all those different areas, faith, family, finance, fitness, and making sure that each of them is aligned to where you want to go. And it's, oh, it's ahead of where you're at now. And I think that that's something that's always an ongoing basis. And if you don't have anyone in your life, you know, again, seek those associations. Maybe you need to change your circle. Maybe you need to change where you go to the gym or where you go, go for, you know, your face or, um, and and if, if, if that's difficult for you, then there's always books right nowadays with social media and YouTube and Instagram. I mean, there's so much, you have access to literally everyone around the world that it's not so hard to find mentors from afar. You know, sometimes you could read a book and that could change the way you think. I know for me, it's done that in a great deal with um, one of the first books that I read, which was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And he, he the author is not even alive, right? But I feel like right. he's been my mentor through a, the book that he wrote and that had a major impact in the way my thought process worked towards success. So it's really accessible to everyone. You just have to seek it out. And um, I think that by doing that and making the commitment to that, it's, it's very doable. Absolutely. And um, w- along that line, Think and Grow Rich, were you, or were you uh, starring in something recently along those lines? I wanted to talk to you yeah, about Yeah, I was actually... Yeah, I was um, associate producer and cast member in the recently released um, Think the Legacy, which is a book based on, uh, which is a movie based on the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, and it's, it's uh, we, the premiere was actually just last month and it's going to be released first quarter of 2018. Um, and it's a phenomenal movie. Um, there are some great, great people in there like Barbara Corcoran, Bob Proctor, um, and Grant Cardone and many other uh, phenomenal thought leaders. Um, and so what essentially what, what it's about is really what does it mean to think and grow rich, right? And examples of people who have done that um, and how it had an effect in their life. And, and, and you know, it, it's surrounding the, some of the topics we talked about today, which is, you know, thought processes and um, thinking about money and what does it mean to be rich? Um, what is it? How do you go about um, changing that thought process? And so, um, if, if anyone that's listening has never read the book, I would highly recommend to read the book Think and Grow Rich and take all of the steps that um, that Napoleon Hill goes through and really think about your own life. I I personally love the version that's called the Action Pack version. That was the one that I first read. And it, it, it gives you actually steps to do after each chapter. So mm-hmm. it's not just like you're reading a book. Um, right. You know, sometimes people just try to read as much as they can, but you're not actually applying what you read, you know. Absolutely. So I think that it's, it's a lot better to go through a book slowly and really let it sink in. Let it, you know, sometimes you may have to read a chapter twice.
a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And today we have a phenomenal rock star. Her name is Fridell Barber. She is a woman who stands for integrity and honesty above all other things. And these strengths, among others, have enabled Fridell to become a successful businesswoman and entrepreneur. She is well-respected in her community and around the country by business associates, and friends alike who share her vision in making positive change in the world. Welcome back, Fidel. Thanks so much for having me. It's been wonderful so far. Yes, fabulous. Uh, now, before the break, we were talking about uh, Think and Grow Rich and how you were encouraging people to uh, read the book if they haven't read it, and also the importance of not just getting through a chapter, but absorbing it. And I'd like you to pick it up from there. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we were just talking about how different ways of reading um, a book that would help you change your thought process. And, and I, I personally think that instead of just reading through as many books as you can, you know, take the time to actually internalize each chapter um, or at least the parts that really speak to you or, or have made an impact in your thought process as you're reading them and have some sort of action plan of how you're going to apply it. Um, specifically in the book, Think and Grow Rich, um, the action pack version, it actually gives you uh, a, an activity or, or a thing that you need to do after each chapter um, to be able to apply it into your life and into your thought process. And so I think that's very powerful, um, you know, not just for that book, but for any book that you're reading. I I don't go, I, I read with a highlighter, you know, now we have Kindle, so mm-hmm. I can highlight electronically, but even if you're reading a physical book, you know, do it with a highlighter, do it with something that, 
you know, you can really go back and re-review because the first time you read it, you're just reading it. And then you got to read it again to actually absorb it. And then the right. third time, it's, uh, it's something that's the action plan to, to implement it. Um, so that's, that's something that I, I do a lot of. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, with, it, with the year ending um, and we're coming upon a new year, what are some key um, strategies that one can implement uh, in order to start off 2018 in a positive and prosperous manner? Yes, that, that's a great question. And um, we are coming to the close of 2017. Who would have thought, right? It, it felt like it feels like we just started planning this year and it's Absolutely. already over. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I always make sure to do and, and definitely um, those that are that I'm mentoring, um, we do this together is to go into the year with a, with a plan. You know, don't let 2018 come by January 1st, come by without a plan of exactly what your life is, is not only going to look like, but what you're going to do, right? What are your goals? What are your, how is it going to happen? And what is, what are some of the things that you're going to do along the way to ensure that that happens? And, you know, it, 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 some people call it new year's resolutions, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I typically don't call that because it's not just for new year's, right? It's not, it's not, Hey, let me get this gym membership. And, you know, we all know the gym is packed in January and then February starts <laughs> fading out. And right. by March it's the regular people. Right. Um, and that's, right. that's, that's human nature, right? We tend to get excited about something, but not necessarily have a plan of action. That's going to keep us in the game. That's going to keep us engaged with that goal throughout the entire year. So I, I personally spend, the entire time between Christmas and New Year's, putting together that life plan, um, which includes a business plan, plans for the family, plans for money, really all areas of life um, to make sure that when when January 1st comes around, that's when that plan is, is put into action. But it actually starts really the month before the new year, right? Which is thinking about, okay, how did my year go? What what are some areas that I did great in? What are some areas that need work? What goals have I hit? What did I miss? And so really taking an assessment of what just happened in the past 12 months and then putting that into a new plan for the new year, because once the year is done, we can, you know, toss it away, right? And then just move forward. So it's not about focusing on what didn't happen. It's really about focusing on what are you going to make happen this year with a specific plan of action? And you know, Napoleon Hill talks about this and thinking we're rich, you have to actually be able to visualize it, see it in your mind and, and have that clear mental picture. And then one thing that helps um, that I've always been told by my mentors is to be able to have something that you read out loud in the morning and in the, in the evening um, with your goals and dreams, right? Because if you can actually verbalize it and have that picture in your mind to be able to say, you know what? This is what I'm, I'm going after. And then everything else, you know, if you're action oriented and you're working hard and you're sacrificing things and all the other elements, then then there's a possibility that that it will actually happen. And in fact, that possibility becomes more likely. Um, so it's not just this wish. Right. There's a difference between a wish and a goal. A wish is something that you wish happens. Everybody has wishes. But a goal is really a dream with a deadline, and it has a specific action plan that's attached to it. 
And, and you can do that really in every area. If it's, if it's a weight loss goal, if it's a financial goal, if it's a business goal, um, take the time to really go through that in your mind and then putting it down on paper to make sure that everything is outlined for you so that now New Year comes, you can actually do that and have some sort of accountability system so that your, your goal doesn't just last the month, right? Like most people's New Year's resolutions, it's not something like I resolve to do you know, X, Y, Z, and then there's no plan to it. So it never happens. Um, right. The more specific your plan can be, the more it, it's going to actually happen and you're going to be able to stick to it. Absolutely. And would you say having a, an accountability partner, a friend, you know, someone who is not just going to tell you, you know, what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to hear. Do you feel that that's important for Dow? Oh, yes, Absolutely. Um, I think that that's key to making sure that you're, you're sticking with the plan. Sometimes you think accountability, if, if let's say I'm being accountable to you, um, even though it's me telling you something that I did or didn't do, the accountability is really for me, right? It's to help you mm -hmm. grow. It's to create that consistent uh, measurement of where, you, where you're at in reference to your goals. And I think that doing it with someone who, um, who will, will push you for your own good. You know, um, not just someone who's going to let you off the hook um, because and that has to be someone who cares about you, obviously, and who cares about your goals. Um, and, and usually a mentor is a perfect person to do that with or someone who has the same goal as you that's working towards it as well um, is, is really good because then they can understand where you're coming from. And it's not just that you're telling them it's accountability is where they can also guide you on what you're being accountable for. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you recommend masterminds? And have you ever been in a mastermind now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been in them. I've led them. Um, I think that is, masterminds are great. They sometimes bring out some great ideas. Um, it's key to have definitely people who are of the, of the same mindset, um, aligned in the vision and goals of what's trying to be accomplished. Um, and, and there should always be some sort of very specific outcome of the mastermind. Um, but if those things are adhered to, I think it's a great way for people to grow. Again, that's another thing that, um, Napoleon Hill talks about in the book, Think and Grow Rich, um, where it's having that, that mastermind of, of people that can, can make you grow in those different areas. Um, and, and, and doing it in a, in some sort of regular fashion, right? So to, whether it's mm -hmm. meeting or, or discussing something, um, again, that, that increases your associations, right? Because if you're masterminding with people who, um, you know, are, are where you're at in a particular goal, then it helps you borrow, so to speak, some of their mindsets. And it's not that you have to become someone else. It's you're just trying to learn their mindset so that you can get yourself to a certain position that either they're in or that they've accomplished that you want to be able to accomplish. Absolutely. Do you feel that it is a wise investment to have a mentor? Because I know a lot of times people, you know, they might think that, you know, th those people are free and they're not. <laughs> I was always, mm -hmm. I was told, yeah. uh, you know, by Oprah to pay to be in the space of greatness. What, what do you mm -hmm. say to that? Yeah, I think that, you know, it, any investment in yourself is something that's worthwhile, right? So, um, you know, sometimes we invest in so many different things or spend money on so many different things. And 
you can look back and say, well, when, when was the last time you spent money on yourself? And I don't mean by just going out and buying a nice pair of shoes. I mean, really investing in yourself to grow yourself, right? Just like you want to invest your money to grow your money, um, investing in yourself to grow yourself. And um, certainly one of, one of the great ways to do that is through personal development. Um, and that could be done in many ways. One is, is a mentorship. You know, sometimes um, you, you need to have someone else that guides you. The thing with mentorship that I always look for is number one, is not just someone who's a coach. Um, it's someone who, who has already physically or mentally done what I'm trying to achieve. And that for me is the number one thing that I look for. Um, and, and also, um, you know, that their, their thought process and, and ethics are aligned with what it, with mine. Um, and so, Absolutely. and usually if it's a, if it's a business thing, obviously industry plays a big part of that. Um, and their understanding of what you're trying to do. But as far as an investment, it's, it's certainly worth it because again, that's investing in you, making sure that you're getting to where you need to be and growing. And there could be no greater investment than investing in yourself. Absolutely. Well, you know, I thank you so much, Fridell, for being here today. We must have you back because it's at that time where we must say goodbye. But please tell us all uh, in the next um, 30 seconds how we can get in touch with you. Absolutely. I'm on pretty much almost every social media feed. Um, Friedel Barber is the handle on all of them, whether it's Twitter at Friedel Barber, which is spelled F-R-A-D-E-L. B-A-R-B-E-R, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and I can be connected at any of them. If any of you want to get further information about what I do, my website is fredobarber.com. And um, it was really a great pleasure being here today. I so appreciate you, Fredel. And um, again, uh, you must come back. As I told everybody, you would be tantalizing and inspiring and uplifting and all of the same um, uh, note. And you were, you did deliver. So thank you so much. And I look forward to having you back again sometime soon. Okay. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. And remember, when you bring your business to us, we'll bring it to radio. If it's Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and influencers.